0: we've kind of created this like organic, like fan base around releasing every Friday and shipping a new version of Clickup every Friday. It's, it's, I mean, people live stream the event, Everybody tweets about it. Um, I I think that that has a lot to do with it.
1: You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one, You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting, like There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Zeb Evans. He's a serial entrepreneur that started several software companies with over $100 million in revenue. Currently, he's the founder and CEO of ClickUp, a productivity platform where people plan their work. Is that you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Nathan. You bet. We were just chatting. Both both Virginia Tech dropouts. What was your first company dropping out of tech?
0: Yeah, so I did a, a social media firm where we did social media automation um, and management kind of at the early phases of that in 2009, 2010.
1: Very interesting. Okay, so give us sort of the download on ClickUp. um, And I won't bury the lead. You guys bootstrapped. I think you launched in 2017. You bootstrapped. You just raised a bunch of money. We'll get into that in a bit. But tell us what the company does first.
0: Yeah, so ClickUp is a productivity platform to put all of your work in one place. Uh, Usually you have separate applications for project management, um, docs, resource management, time tracking, mind maps, all the productivity in separate locations. And ClickUp is just a place for you to bring all of your, your work into one platform.
1: And are people loving it? How many customers do you have using it today?
0: Yeah, we've, we've got about 30,000 um, paying teams that use us today. And, and we've got about, I mean we have a lot, we have a freemium product as well. So we have a lot of, of free users.
1: Okay, got it. So freemium. And, and so you very specifically use sort of the word team. So do you measure customers or based off teams or the number of seats inside those teams?
0: We know num- we measure customers on the number of teams. Um, so it's, it's about 10 seats per team would, would be our average. Um, but yeah, team is just kind of the the high level organizational unit.
1: And what is that organizational unit that's typically using you guys? Who are those 10 seats? What are their titles usually?
0: It, it varies. Uh, you know, it's, it literally, it's, it's all the whole goal of ClickUp was being flexible enough for you, uh, to work on it for any type of use case. Uh, I mean, it started as an internal tool. And so for that reason, you know, I mean, we have families that use us and then we have, people that are, you know, sending rockets into the
1: space. Now, that is that is that is one organized family using you. Holy crap. I can't, their Thanksgiving must be wild.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd want to be in that family.
1: Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's great though. Okay, so this is interesting. So you started from your model and then again, is launch year correct? It was about 2017? Yep,
0: end of, end of 2017.
1: End of 2017. And you said this was an internal tool. What were you building in 2017 where you then made a decision to spin this out?
0: So we were actually going to do a Craigslist competitor where you could pay in app and, and like remove the sketchiness from Craigslist. Craigslist is actually the source of the largest fraud in the United States. Uh, so, but that was our whole goal was preventing that. And and while we were doing that, ClickUp had always been kind of an idea on the back burner, just for an internal tool from the frustrations of having you know fifteen different productivity apps that we were using at at my previous company. Mm-hmm.
1: You built this, though, but it's still a tough decision. People build internal tools all the time. The decision to actually shut down the past thing, right? Because you have a real opportunity to actually take the leap into the new thing. is not easy. I mean, or, or maybe it was for you.
0: Well, so, so to be clear, we didn't actually get started on that, that the Craigslist competitor. Um, it was in the idea phase. And we were like, let's just spend a month and create this platform where we can put all of our work there. And and that's what we did. And long story short, we, we got into it after that month and realized there was a lot more. Um, I had, I've had four near-death experiences, I had, I had my third one, and that was when we moved out to Palo Alto. Um, and fortunately there, we, do, we, we met neighbors that had companies, had tech companies, and we kind of just started, they started using our, our software, our internal tool, because mm-hmm. they asked us what we were working on. Uh, and, and so yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to get in the most competitive um, market, software market, but it, it, it kind of just kind of happened.
1: Yeah, it's a very competitive space. I also want to touch on that here in a bit, because anytime I see someone with real revenue in a very competitive space, it's clear to me that they've built some mousetrap that other people have not thought of. So take me back to your original mousetrap. How did you get your first hundred customers? Do you remember?
0: It's, it was all organic stuff. So, I mean, look, blogging is, is not dead. Blogging helps a lot. Content is certainly king. Um, you know, we create helpful articles for people searching like long tail keywords of, you know competitive information, um, or just product, how to productivity hacks in general, things like that. Um, so yeah, so we started with with organic stuff. I mean, you know, Reddit, uh, Quora, all of that stuff still really works, especially for your first 100 customers.
1: Do you remember those first original blog posts? Was there a particular other platform you were targeting that you felt you were doing something better on? So you would do something like ClickUpverseMonday.com and why people are switching or something like that?
0: Yeah, it's exactly like that stuff.
1: I mean, I think we even did when, when
0: people you know, didn't know our name, they weren't searching ClickUp yet. So we did like a Sauna versus Trello and just capitalized uh-huh. on those. Yeah,
1: Super smart. So you have a, this is very much sort of an early SEO play. You were inserting yourself in the decision-making process, of people looking for these tools and then eventually said, oh, by the way, we have one. Exactly. Super compelling. Interesting. So what did that original team look like? It sounds like you had some SEO brains on the team early on.
0: Um, you know, honestly, I did, I did most of the SEO. Um, it was we were, we were very, very bootstrappy and, and lean. Uh, and, and at my previous company, I, I had a lot of experience doing organic marketing there. So, so yeah, I mean, early on, it was it was just like three or four of us that were that were working on this.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, is that sort of mind and just your background why you rank you know in the first position for critical keywords like free project management software? According to AHrefs, brings in what seventy eight hundred clicks to click up every month.
0: I mean, I would say that's the start of it. Of course, we have an amazing team now that, that I, don't, I don't do that anymore. Um, so we have an incredible team. But I mean, it, look, it's, it's a long-term play. SEO is, is very long-term. You've, you've got to set it up for the future and know that it's going to be years before you get like, real value from it. Um, so it's, it's starting to pay off what we set up two years ago. And, and again, it's just, it's just about putting those pieces in place to where you have you know a great team that can crank out content.
1: What does your team look like today? How many folks?
0: We've got about 130 people.
1: Okay, how many engineers? Out of curiosity. Twenty. Twenty. Okay, and what what do the rest spend most of their time on?
0: Uh, customer service is is huge for us. I'm like probably forty customer service people. Um, we just started hiring our sales team a few months ago. We've got a, a decently sized marketing team now. Or we were all organic until a few months ago, and then we started doing. Um, paid acquisition. And so we've, we've started building out that team. Of course, we have the ops team and our, our product teams, design teams um, as well in QA. I want,
1: I want to come back to how you are incentivizing your first couple of sales hires here, because I believe your model is a, you were freemium and now you're a low ARPU, high volume play. On average, what are customers paying you per month?
0: It's it's roughly 10, $10 to $15 per seat per month becomes the average. Okay. So I mean, the ARPU is like a one one fifty per 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 user.
1: Well, uh, one fifty per user. Sorry, so it's ten dollars per, per seat or per, oh per year. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So so three hundred thousand customers again, uh, or sorry, seats across thirty thousand logos uh, again. Those 300,000 customers. It's you know somewhere between ten and fifteen bucks a seat. Y- you have so so walk me through how you think about the for sales hire. A lot of people would say at this price point, unless you're doing a high volume of demos, you can't make the commission structure work to have and put touch on a sale.
0: No, I mean ours. I look. I actually was in that camp um, prior to to starting it. I wanted to go very slow, methodically with sales, um, but we we have you know kind of an awesome head of head of sales, Tommy, and he's really pushed us hard on on um, sales hiring, and and it's it's worked phenomenally well for us. Um, I mean, I think that the reality is again going back to you know this this flexible platform that you have simple use cases, but also very complex use cases. The complex use cases takes a handholding process. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it started off, you know, small, um, but it's, it's, it's a big portion of our revenue today is, is the handholding process.
1: When did you hire that first sort of VP strategist and Tommy, I mean, can you tell me what sort of revenue hit before you pulled that trigger? A lot of founders wonder when to pull that trigger.
0: Um, we were around just a few million dollars in revenue, probably a little, a little bit more than that. I would say six, seven, eight million in revenue. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I mean, we had, of course we had you know, some enterprises reaching out to us and I was, um, you know, using a, a fake name to, <laughs> to, to be the acting salesperson in some of the calls. Um, but yeah, I mean, when, when he joined, we, we hired our first couple of salespeople and it's just been kind of a, a rocket ship growth on the sales side.
1: Why, why did you feel you needed a fake name? You know, you,
0: you appear small, right? You, you kind of appear small when the CEO is the person doing the sales um, and answering the questions. So I, I, I kind of had to do that early on
1: what was your faking name? tyler tyler i love that a lot of you guys will ping me out of the blue and asking for help selling your software companies but i'm not a broker and i'm really focused on founder path right now not helping folks sell their companies. so i'm always looking for great tools to recommend for you guys to quickly figure out what you could potentially sell your company for and how much cash you could get that's where flippa comes in now here's my thing about brokerages especially for selling your company You guys should not have to pay a 10% brokerage fee when you put your blood, sweat, and tears into building your company for years that have a sale. All smart founders know though that the best way to maximize price is to have multiple options. So how do you get multiple options, multiple bids on your company without paying a broker 10% or more? Well, I recommend Flippa because they have the largest list of buyers for these sorts of digital assets, which almost always guarantees a bidding war. I tell my founder friends all the time to try Flippa's valuation calculator to see what their company is worth. And I encourage you guys to do it today. Go to nathanlacka.com forward slash Flippa right now to test out the valuation calculator for free. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash F-L-I-P-P-A. 2017 blog post gets you going. You've now scaled up to about 300,000 seats using your platform across 30,000 logos at 10 bucks a pop. What I mean, you guys are somewhere around 3 million in MRR currently?
0: We're a little bit less than that.
1: Okay. little. Do you think you'll break $36 million run rate by the end of 2020? Stretch goal? Um,
0: We'll see.
1: Stretch goal. Fair. So, so you, it sounds like you had meaningful revenue, right? When you look at the $35 million raise that you guys just did, a lot of people would say that's a lot of money sort of for, for the first money into a company, but it sounds like you had scale. What was the tipping point for you where you said, you know what, I'm going to intentionally choose the sort of VC path, which is very different than the build a $20 million profitable, pay myself dividend as founder path?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. Um, and and I, the simplest answer is that I, I didn't enjoy many of the VC conversations that I had. Um, until I met David Sachs at Craft. And, and you know, he's obviously an entrepreneur himself and, and kind of just, I think, was more in the mindset that I was and, and kind of letting us run the company um, and doing the same things that we've always done. So, I mean, that, that, I would say, would be the biggest piece to it. But, I mean, the second piece is, is look, we're in, you know, again, a very, very competitive market. And so we've had competitors, um, you know, everybody rips everybody's features off. And, and we have people copying our messaging, copying our ads. Um, copying many of our features, and and so it, it's it's a defense a defensive play in many ways is is to do this, and I think that it's it's more about you know getting our brand out there and getting market share pretty quickly. Um, but what I always will advocate for is that, you know go as, as far as you can without raising to get product market fit, right? And then mm-hmm. when you do raise, you you have you have the levers to pull, right? You you have the leverage.
1: Walk me through that conversation with David Sachs, obviously you had leverage, I assume you were profitable going to the VC raise. Yep. Yeah. And obviously you're not profitable now because you're now investing that in cash, correct?
0: We're, we're trying not to be profitable.
1: Um, yeah, yeah we well, have to be Run the line. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, once you raise, like you, you got to invest it to drive growth, right? Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Okay. And your thesis, I believe you already touched on this, your thesis in driving growth, as you said, you just started really scaling up paid spend. You also just started scaling and bringing on your salespeople anywhere else you're going to invest that $35 million?
0: Uh, it's, it's mostly that. I mean, of course, we're going to ramp up our organic marketing side also. That's that's our engine behind. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's still vast majority of, of sales today and, and self-service. So we'll, we'll continue ramping that stuff up. Uh, as well as customer service, or big customer service companies, so I want you know instant, instant demos, instant response times, twenty four seven.
1: Last couple of questions here, Zeb. Before we wrap up, churn is obviously critical in this sort of business. What are you guys trying to optimize for in terms of gross churn monthly? We're we're under two percent monthly, one to two percent. That's in, okay, Zeb. That's incredible. I've talked to a lot of other people in your space, and they are not under two percent gross revenue churn per month. Are you doing anything specifically that you feel like is really driving those great numbers?
0: I mean, I mean, we we ship a new version of ClickUp every Friday and it rallies our customer base around us listening to them and they, they broadcast us because of that. But I mean, I, I think it really just we've kind of created this like organic like fan base around releasing every Friday and shipping a new version of ClickUp every Friday. It's, it's I mean, people live stream the event. Everybody tweets about it. Um, I, I think that that has a lot to do with it. But it also is just like the preface for like how we care and how we're so intentional about product and, and improving the product that I think I think people stick
1: with us. Now, flip side of churn, when you have a, a seat base of 300,000 paid seats, a 2 or $3 ARPU increase across that base starts to become meaningful. Do you have meaningful expansion revenue yet? Or is that something maybe for 2022?
0: I mean, we, we do. Our, our net retention is very high. I, I think that, you know, it's, it certainly obviously increases as you go up market for for retention. I mean, our, our SMB, I don't have the exact numbers, but our SMB is, is certainly less than our enterprises.
1: When you say high net revenue retention or, or net revenue retention, what does, that, what does that mean? How high? We're like 150. Incredible. So if you're turning 24%, you've got to be expanding 75% to get to net 150. Interesting. Yeah, and like is mo- that, yeah. most of that is seed expansion or product, adi- like additional product features.
0: It's it's seed expand. So our actual most revenue product is our middle tier, our, our business tier, which is kind of the premium one, but the vast majority of people, it's like 95% of people start with the unlimited. Um, so we do, th- we do feature uh, paywalls a little bit differently in the sense where everybody actually gets access to the feature that is paywalled and they don't, they don't really know that it's paywalled until you kind of start using it. Um, you get 100 uses of, of, every, of every feature. Uh, and, and then it changes user behavior because users generally will optimize for the features that are free. And so if you if you don't really kind of let them know that they're not free, then they start using them. And, and I mean, on the flip side of this, it really our, our mission is just saving people time, making people more productive. And we, we strongly believe that lots of these paywalled features do that. And, and that's why we want to get them in front of
1: users. I can feel folks listening to this episode going right now, but Nathan, you got to ask Zeb, if you don't tell them that it's paid up front and you want to get them addicted first and then throw a paywall up, there's got to be pushback when you throw up the paywall. You've obviously thought through this.
0: I mean, look, there is there is some at the end of the day, but I, again, like our our value, I think, is, is outweighed on that. And, and people end up appreciating that they actually started using the feature that they would have not used otherwise.
1: Yep, fair statement. All right, last question here on CAC. Uh, it sounds like you know the numbers pretty darn well. I mean, if you're bringing on, you know, a new a new account with 10 seats at 10 bucks a seat, so $100 per month account, what are you willing to spend to get that customer?
0: Yeah, I mean, we're still figuring out all that stuff out right now. And it, and it greatly depends on what channel you're buying from. I and mean, we, we can we can get customers for as, as low as like a thousand bucks, paying customers for as low as a thousand bucks. I mean, we're shooting, we want to we aim for low, low thousands. Um, yep. but honestly, it's, you know, as, as you know, when you start testing some of this stuff, it gets, it gets expensive. It gets a couple thousand, $3,000. Uh, but the reality is our blended CAC it becomes so low because of organic, you know, about 95% of users are still organic is that we can, we can kind of spend a little bit more outside of what our, our lifetime value would be. I think for, for most companies.
1: Yeah, before we wrap up with the famous five, is there anything you're like, I can't believe Nathan didn't ask about this. This is like the big thing right now.
0: <laughs> I mean I, I know like we touched on all of the revenue stuff and I think that it's it, again that this market is just is so so hot and frothy right now it's 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 like the right timing market to be in um, but I mean yeah it's it, it's always a competitive differentiation questions that we get you know like how, how are you different from from your other other products
1: mm-hmm. well, what, what, you obviously got a valuation from Sachs why not take that valuation and go to Monday and say want to buy us before we scale and try and beat you <laughs>
0: I don't really have any interest in doing that, you know. I, 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 think, uh, I think I've kind of exited a company in the past, and and I feel like this is this is the one to go public, um, and kind of create that meaningful, lasting, lasting business that that's here when I'm gone.
1: Public or bust. You heard it here first from Zev Evans, <laughs> Zev, famous five here. Number one favorite business book. Thanks so much, Nathan.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, my favorite business book. I actually, I actually love. Uh, it's the, called The Slight Edge. Um, everybody gets, everybody, at click up, reads it every single day or every single time they start. And, um, yeah, it's, it's basically about our core value of progress over perfection, kind of growing 1% every day.
1: Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I love Elon Musk. Number three, favorite online tool besides your own.
0: Um,
1: front number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night?
0: 4.5
1: four point very specific is that what's your situation married single kids single okay got it no good last question oh sorry and how old are you 30. 30 okay last question what's something you wish you knew 10 years ago when you were 20.
0: it's a great question um i mean i, I think that tech was going to be the hot thing and that i would have learned coding earlier than than i did
1: Guys, there you have it. ClickUp uh, flirting with called a $30, 35000000 million run rate serving over 30,000 companies across 300,000 paid seats that pound average 10 to 15 bucks per month They're driving great growth. They just did their first round $35 million round, but they had all the leverage. They were profitable, had many millions in revenue. Today, they've got a team of 130 people scaling quick, 20 engineers, scaling up their sales team, marketing team of 40. First hundred customers all came from sort of organic and SEO inbound, now testing many more channels. Zeb, thanks for taking us to the top.
0: Likewise. Thanks, Nathan.